welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. I'm joined by Steven. He is a print-on-demand seller who has been really excelling on, uh, I think, both Etsy and Merch by Amazon from what it sounds like. But hey, Steven. Hey, good afternoon, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Hey, I appreciate you, uh, well, first reaching out to me. So accident, well, I ended up featuring one of your shirts on one of my uh, previous videos and you reached out and uh, said, hey, that's my shirt. And we kind of talked back and forth about a couple of things and we're able to make this interview work. So thanks for being here. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of crazy. I, I kind of fanboyed out when you, you know, I'm watching more normal Ryan Hope videos like I normally do and you're doing, you know, the trends of the week, different content. And I saw my shirt and I'm like, that's my shirt. I immediately text my buddy who's also doing print on demand. Like, you got to watch this. You know, he mentioned my shirt, and so then that's when I emailed you and kind of got this ball rolling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a good shirt. I know which shirt it is. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna post it or anything like that, but um, I do remember it. And uh, you know, the funny thing is too, as far as the design style, I will say very similar to how I design my own shirts, um, and a niche that I've also entered. So yeah. Anyways, um, similar design style and similar success. Let's say. Um, yeah. So yeah. Why don't you start by just like sharing some knowledge about well where it all started, uh, Etsy. Let us know like any tips you can share about achieving success on Etsy. Yeah. And so, you know, my success story with Etsy was, was almost a forced hand. So I started print on demand um, probably back in November or yeah, late October. And so I, you know, I went to the internet, I found great content and Ryan was, you know, one of the videos I immediately did all my research on. And as you know, you push for Amazon merch, you know, as your main, because that's the platform where you think you have the most opportunity and then you should do the other tiers. And so I applied for Amazon Merch, got rejected like many of the users out there. And so I was a little bit discouraged. And so I thought, all right, maybe I'll try my hand at Etsy while I reapply for Amazon Merch. And so for me, my opportunity into Etsy was really because I couldn't get into Amazon Merch. Um, and I'll talk about that. But I, I applied 13 times for Amazon Merch before I got accepted. So for those of you out there that... Can I ask? I hate cutting people off in interviews. Yeah, but like, I'm sure people are wondering because that's a big topic about getting in, yeah. getting accepted were you mainly applying in the fourth quarter? Because I have this like strong lingering suspicion that like the high times of year, they tend not to accept anybody or very few people. Yeah, that, that was my poor timing. It was late October, November when I first started to apply. And literally when I got the rejection notice, I would reapply again, reapply again. And so some days it was like three days, some days it was like 10 days. And so I did that 13 times and I didn't get accepted into Amazon merch until April of this year. So, you know, six months of applying straight. And, you know, I, I see messages in your group like, oh, I will apply three times. I'm never going to get in. If you're watching this video, this is just encouragement to keep trying over and over and over um, because there really is no secret sauce of, you know, the email, the content. It's, it's kind of just timing of when you can get into Amazon Merch. And so in the meantime, I decided to try Etsy because that platform, you know, accepts most people as they apply. And um, for me and my success, I wanted to niche down my store. And so I picked a niche that I'm interested in personally, and I knew I would be able to design, design successful shirts in. And um, you know, I posted a few of those niche designs, wasn't getting many sales. And it really kind of clicked for me when I watched one of your videos, Ryan, that says, here's what I'm doing tonight. I'm going to watch the election. And as it's happening in real time, I'm going to come up with t-shirt ideas. And you should do this too. So I did that. And this was during the uh, debate when Joe Biden came up with his, fighting, his, his famous quote of, come on, man. And so 
um, agnostic of your political beliefs, you know, you should capitalize on these trends. And so I threw up a very simple, you know, one of those trending shirts at right, right during the debate. And I got immediately, you know, 10 sales with my first 10 sales of my shop. And so for me, that one was like, oh, this really works. And so um, that, that kind of really got me excited. And that's when I really decided to dive deeper into this rabbit hole of print on demand. And so since November, I've scaled out my niche um, to be, you know, more than a thousand different designs. And um, Etsy is my main for now, just because it has, was kind of my first mover on, on the platform. And so I'm doing, you know, roughly about um, 10K in sales just on Etsy. And so profit is, you know, the portion of that. But for me, that's a mortgage payment here in Southern California. So I'm not mad at my, my, uh, my passive income stream that I'm making from Etsy. <clears throat> um, and so that, that's really been my, my Etsy experience so far. And there's lots to learn um, on Etsy. It's because it's a little bit different than the Amazon merches, the red bubble, the, the, the T-Publics. And so when you go into a specific platform, you really should understand what makes a successful print-on-demand business for that platform. Yes, man. I agree 100%. Um, and I was just like, while you were talking, I was kind of like laughing to myself because um, I just was thinking you're like, yeah, I got my 10 sales. And I was like, all right, maybe I should dig a little deeper. And then because I, I know that you and I are probably more technical than, you know, the average person we were talking off camera and stuff. And uh, so we can like sit down, open an Etsy shop, integrate it with a third party fulfillment partner, launch some products. And it's like, if I had to like teach my mom to do that, you know, she'd, she'd feel, even if she made zero sales, she'd feel accomplished. She'd be like, wow, I got it all set up and working. Like I did something. Whereas we're just like, oh yeah, you know, I did that. No problem. Launched some products. And then I got some sales and it's like, okay, now I feel like I've, you know, it's like after 10 sales or something, but um, you know, that's, and what you're saying too, about learning the platform itself. It's like, I just, when I think of my, if my mom again was setting up an Etsy shop and she got through everything, but made no sales, I'd almost have to be like, Hey mom, like, you know how, you know, it was harder for you to get this far. But like, for me, you know, I've been using a computer like every day for way too long since I was 13. Like for me, it wouldn't be hard to get this far, but like, just cause it was harder for you doesn't mean that you can stop now just cause you've done the minimum to get this functioning. You know, you still have to learn the platform. Like there are little optimizations that you can, for the most part, streamline that will make a world of difference as far as like your success on Etsy, on Amazon, on eBay, you know, little things. I mean, to me, I say little, but um, it's because like, again, if they're streamlinable, they're not a big deal when you're first doing them for the first time or first learning about them. Uh, yeah, maybe it seems like a little bit more, but uh, yeah, that's, those are, that's just important details to share. And I appreciate you shedding yeah, light on that. And 100%. And, and if you're watching this video, you're like, well, what are those things? Why won't anybody tell me? And it's like literally Ryan has made content and that's where I learned how to do these things. And so for Etsy, it's things like keyword research, competitive research, and then the thumbnail. Um, and those things I learned from watching you know, your videos. And so if you're having questions right now, well, how would I be successful on Merck? How would I be successful on Etsy? literally just go to Ryan's YouTube and I hate to plug your YouTube on your YouTube, but um, <laughs> you know, this, this is my success is an artifact of all the good free content um, that you have out on the internet to learn how to do print on demand. No, I appreciate that. And then I guess like, mm -hmm. might as well ask, what do you think is the biggest, maybe you can give like, I don't know, top one, top two, top three, whatever, but like a couple of the most important driving factors 
in being successful on Etsy specifically. So it could be like niche research. It could be keywords. Mm-hmm. It could be running a sale. You know, what do you think in your opinion? For me, it's, it's two things. It is competitive analysis, which is that niche research. Like let's say, you know, you're going to do Father's Day shirts. Is it already saturated? Is there even an opportunity for you to get into that niche? Um, so find a niche that there's still an opportunity to capture market. Um, and then second, on Etsy specifically, it's all about the thumbnail. If you can win, and you call this the, the battle of the thumbnail, right? You're going to you know, get them to click. And once you, they, you get them to click, their conversion rate is much, much higher. So it does take a little bit more time on Etsy because not only do you push from Printful to Etsy, you have to go into another um, application. I use Placeit.net to build these really aesthetically pleasing thumbnail overviews that are more attractive on Etsy because Etsy is kind of like the higher end um, seller portal. And so you want to optimize your listing and it takes a little bit more time, but I guarantee it's going to be worth it when they click on your image because they like your, your JPEG overview for your product. I couldn't agree more. And I mean, again, it's like, it's weird because when I'm teaching people to like sell as opposed to buy, I'm like, all right, you got to switch your mindset to the, to see things as a seller not as a customer, but then it's like every now and then you have to reset and go back to being a buyer and be like, what's the buyer journey? Oh, okay. In search results, it's me and it's 80 other people. Mm -hmm. If I don't get clicked, like I'm for sure not going to make a sale. Like it's part of the process. You have to get clicked unless they come in from like external traffic, maybe Google. Um, but you know, we don't have that much control over Google. I'd say just do good keywords and whatnot. And you know, um, yeah, so it's, it's like understanding that customer journey and for sure, it's, I don't have access to Etsy's data to like tell for sure that there's a higher click-through rate when you frame your thumbnails properly. But I mean, I'm sure there you, we probably could run that test, but do we really need to? It's like, you could sell the same shirt 10 times, come up with 10 different thumbnails. And I'm sure that like the one that displays it most prominently, the, the design is probably going to get clicked the most, you know, assuming your design. Yeah, exactly. And for better or worse, Amazon kind of levels that playing field where everybody has to do the same standard, you know, white background, your t-shirt design. So, the, you know, you don't have that same competitive advantage that you can build in yourself. So Etsy is really about what can you do to optimize your listing to get those little bit of competitive advantages to get that sale. Yes. And what Stephen was referring to is Amazon has like rules that they enforce pretty uh, strictly. And it's again, it's like algorithmically. So you'll just one, you'll be like, oh, it worked. And then one day it'll be like listing removed. But uh, (laughs) if you, if you break the rules, but yeah, Amazon wants like the full product shown, no alterations, uh, white background, et cetera. Whereas Etsy lets you kind of get some flexibility and freedom there. So yeah, definitely good tips, man. And I wanted to ask you, so when you made, oh, actually, before we shift, let me ask you about Merch by Amazon. You said you got in in April. So do you want to just update everybody uh, as as to how your merch journey has been going? Like what tier are you in? Yeah. I mean, first of all, after applying 13 times, uh, it was a celebration of celebrations, right? Because <laughs> every single time you apply, you need a different email, you know, those types of things. And so when I finally got the, you are accepted, it was like, all right, game is on. And so... At this point, I had been running my Etsy shop for several months, and I had built up this backlog of niche-specific designs. And so how Amazon Merch works is you're put into these tier systems, and you start off in 10, 25, 50. And so I started to push my designs to Amazon Merch, and I was able to exceed the tier sell limit so that I was able to bump up every single time a new tier, uh, tier up came. 
And so I'm currently in tier 1000 and I'm ready for the next tier. Um, just because I, I know I've already got these winning designs uh, for my niche, but I'm really waiting for, um, for me to finally get through all of the designs I've already built, which are very niche specific to get to the point where I'm actually doing these evergreens or trending, you know, all the t-shirt designs you speak about weekly because um, my, my, my plan and strategy now is to just finish my backlog and then start really cranking out the new, um, more generic trending shirts. But Merch by Amazon has been really, really good for me, at least these first, you know, two, three months that I've been in it. The new, um, you know, the new uh, rollout that Amazon put where there's, you know, the products and the designs is a little bit of a restrictor at this point, but I can see the opportunity once I get to the higher tiers. But in tier 1000, especially tier 500, it was, you know, a little bit limiting to the daily things you can upload. Yeah. But I definitely see the opportunity, you know, once you get a little bit higher into their system. Yeah, I'm hoping they change the daily upload limits because my girlfriend's account is in tier 500. And like I literally told her, I was like, don't go to sleep until we, you've got 10 uploads done. I was like, even if I need to come and like do them for you, like I'll do them on you know your computer. Yeah. And because it's like, yeah, we won't get tiered up to tier 1000 unless we fill those upload slots. And so it's like, some days she'll be like two hours doing research design and trying to hit 10 uploads a day, even though that used to be in tier 500, it was probably like 20 to 25 uploads a day. Now it's 10. Yeah. And I'm like, just do unique designs. I gave her like a batch of like a thousand designs. I said, look, you can just use mine and just hit them uh, just to like, you know, be eligible for the next tier up because you don't want to miss that tier up. And and I was going to say too, uh, it's like me and tier 200,000. It's um, we're probably like thinking about the same thing as far as like how to approach designs. You said you had big success with an initial batch of designs that you did. And like, um, I definitely like could have done more sales in, um, a niche that's similar, I think just given the success that I helped uh, Marielle achieve on her Etsy and her merch by Amazon, um, by hitting that niche. And I told her while we were hitting some pretty good success early on, like, I was like, you know, you see how I designed these shirts. And if you want to do it on your own time, cause I can't really be, I don't have time in the day to like do, do all her designs, but I was like, you know, you could just kind of alter these and make a lot more money. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> you know? That's one of those things. You have a winning design for, design formula. It's like kind of like scale it out, you know? Yeah, exactly. And that's why, for better or worse, I have so many designs is the scaling portion. Once you find that winning design, you scale it up. And so one design for me is like 20 different designs at the end because I can scale it um, within that niche. And so that's what you think about is when you're building, you know, when, when you have a winning design, you then think, well, then how can this be? you know, apply to this or that or this, because people like clearly whatever you have on the design of the shirt. And I think somebody else similar might like that same design, but for their interest. Yes. I, I know exactly what you mean. And I think again, like we have more of a tech comfort uh, level. And I think we probably, our brains are on the same wavelength as to like, you know, even though you're in tier, you were, you were in tier 10, right. And you were like just starting on Etsy, but maybe it was from watching like my videos or somebody else's, or maybe you just knew inherently that, one day you're going to want to scale this out and be much bigger. So you were probably already like, you're, you were like literally doing things that people don't do until down the line much further. You know, it's crazy yeah. that you just started your journey. You're like what, barely six months in. And yeah. And, and, and maybe, so I don't know if I mentioned this, but my background is in engineering software, very similar to Ryan's. And so before I started, and this is uh, maybe a good or bad thing, I overanalyzed what to do. So I, I consume so much content 
before I even started to do anything. And so I understood what the short-term goal and what the long-term goal should be. And so that just much, you know, much better prepared me for success. So I didn't have to go back and then figure out a way to make it work for the short-term thing I did. I was kind of more prepared just because I spent a little bit more time up front before I started this merge journey. Yeah. Your timeline's going to be a lot different than my personal one was because I was like just figuring it out the hard way on my own. I mean, um, yeah, you didn't, you didn't have a Ryan to have all this great content, video content. So I, uh, yeah. I lucked out and came you know, much later. Yeah. So, Hey, by the way, your shirt says permission.io and you had told me offline about uh, this crypto project that you have been, well, you're not just working on, but it's your job. So why don't you tell everybody about this a little bit? Yeah. And I think that's a good segue. So I mentioned my background is in software engineering. And so similar to Ryan, there was just a point where it's like, Hey, I could maybe do this passive income stuff and, you know, leave my stable, safe, secure job and really, you know, kind of, you know, dive full, you know, more into this. And for me, I'm not making, you know, quit my job money, but I am making uh, enough to, you know, safely secure a transition from my state stable job. I I really enjoyed it to something that, you know, is a little bit more within my passion and interest. So I I went full crypto um, and I'm able to, you know, I now now work for this company called permission.io. It's a cryptocurrency company and uh, you know, not to, to plug it itself, but you know, what it is, is really, it's all about owning your data. And so what that means for average users, and if you're not a cryptocurrency expert um, or familiar, this, this will be really good, but because this platform is really all about the average Joe on the internet. And you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon are serving you ads as you browse the internet. You, the user, never see any money from engaging with those ads. And Ryan, you know this because you pay uh, Amazon to get in front of people, your products. But the mm-hmm. person that Amazon is serving those ads to doesn't actually get compensated for the use of their data. And so what Permission.io is, is allowing you, the user, to monetize your data when you engage with ads. So how it will work is you'll be browsing Amazon, for, for example, and if we find an ad that is relevant to you, we'll say, hey, Ryan, do you want to watch this ad? If you do, we will give you some of our cryptocurrency coin called ASK. And so that way, the relationship between the advertiser and the user um, has much more synergies. And you're actually earning crypto now from your data versus, you know, Google, Amazon, Facebook making literally billions of dollars from your data um, for, through all these advertisements. So we have a, a, a whole ecosystem of products at permission.io. Uh, Ryan, I believe, will leave his referral link down um, down below where you can sign up for free and start earning crypto um, today. Like, you don't need to buy Bitcoin on Coinbase and send it here and trade it for that. You can literally just sign up, install the browser extension, and start earning crypto today. And this is a great platform for folks that may just want to learn about crypto um, in a risk-free environment where they don't need to put up actually any money because they can start earning it, spending it, and then putting it into a wallet itself. So. That's the, the new the new gigs I work on. Um, and my passive income has allowed me to kind of take this leap of faith into this new profession. And I think the takeaway is, you know, if you kind of, you know, build up your passive income streams, you too can quit your stable job and join the circus or you can, you know, become that artist type of thing. So for me, that was going full crypto. But for you, that may look very different. No, nah, man, I love that. It's a great positive message to end on. Even me, like last year was supposed to be my year. You know, I quit my job in February, but didn't get to do too much traveling. But like literally from June through August, I'm going to be traveling like every other week. 
So I'm already got a beach trip planned. I'm leaving right. um, this weekend. So it's like, yeah, man, I'm doing my thing too. Cause the passive income doesn't, you know, every excuse I used to have about, Oh, I've got a nine to five. Oh, I don't know if I have vacation. I have to be here at this time doing this. And you know what, man, like I'm not living the dream or, you know, I don't know, maybe it's cause I have like higher aspirations than this, but like, I am living somebody else's dream for sure. Just the, having that little bit of freedom, man. And I'm glad that, you know, you found a project that you're passionate about. I've already checked it out. You know, we talked offline. Um, I went ahead, I signed up. That's why I have the, uh, the link that will give me a little kickback if you end up using it and signing up guys. But like Steven was saying, it's a good, great way of getting some exposure to cryptocurrency without me like shilling. Oh yeah. Buy this crypto, you know, and it feeling like some pump and dump scam like this. We're not telling you to buy anything. You can, of course, if you want to, I went ahead and invested early, but, um, I, I appreciate yeah. you sharing the use case for it, you know, behind it. And, and I'll share, you know, we're an actual crypto company. I'm in my office right now. We've got employees, engineers, patents. So this is not one of those meme coins that people may be hearing about on the internet now with cryptocurrencies. It's a legitimate project. And like Ryan said, we encourage you to do your own research. Like go to our website, you know, read the white paper. All those things you're supposed to do before you, you know, jump into the cryptocurrency space. So I appreciate the time to come on and talk about some of those things. Yep. Yeah. Steven, this was a great interview, man. I appreciate it. Well, I'm going to have to have you back because I already know you're going to accomplish big things. So that we're going to set a date in the future for that to happen, man, because you're going to push it. Um, but thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Have a good afternoon, Ryan. Thanks.